0: Second down and 10 takes the snap, gives it. Chubb runs, he's in a 15, he's in the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb. He's in the 30. 20 10 5. Touchdown. Jumbo a Hub. Third down and 10. Pick it back. Here comes the rush. Hey got him, sack number one, Hassan Reddick, five and a half of the season. Wow. Mahomes looks to throw it, pump faking, right side he wants it, a comeback cut, it is caught by Kelsey,
1: touchdown Kansas City, one of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League.
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back into Canton Bound, episode 6. Man, I can't believe they keep letting me do this. (laughs) I thought they would have kicked me off a long time ago, but as always, I'm joined by my best friend in the space, my partner in crime, my ride or die, Adam,
1: how you doing tonight, buddy? Yeah, Canton Bound, man. I feel like I'm not going to be Canton Bound, but I'm here to talk to you about people that might be, you know? (laughs) That's true.
0: I don't know if we're going to get there, but... We definitely know some people who probably will be there at some point. Yeah. Absolutely. And and listen, let's be completely honest. We're canton bound every year. We're not missing the Fantasy Expo. You're going to have to, you're going to need the the United Nations resolution. (laughs) I mean, the National Guard.
1: You're going to, you know, you're going to get me in um, some point in August, but we just hit, like, we literally just hit October on the calendar. So it feels far too far away. It
0: does. It does. It it feels like it was 17 months ago, but it also, you know, in reality, was only a few months ago. So it
1: was under two months ago. You know, you're like, dang,
0: wow. It feels like a lot has happened since then. So Adam, Canton Bound, episode six. Tonight, what I wanted to dive into, and we're recording this on a Tuesday night. You guys are here on Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, whenever you decide to listen to it, on the wonderful Campus to Canton podcast feed. By the way, if you'd like a discount, promo code Harmon get you 10 percent off (laughs) nice little plug there what we're going to talk about tonight is uh warp warp just warp basics uh this is going to be like an introductory uh you know a friendly class more of a discussion uh we've gotten in pretty in depth about warp we uh we just did a 4d episode where we're really looking at deep dives in warp and observations and everything but adam what is warp w-o-r-p warp not warp, not like Star Trek. All right, we're not Scotty. We don't You're warp. Warp speed.
1: Warp wins over replacement player.
0: Boom. And why do we use warp? Like, what is so beneficial about warp? Why do we feel like we discovered fire? Like, we're cavemen. We've been living in the dark ages, and all of a sudden, we are able to uh, to cook our uh, to cook it's our like, elephants. It's like electricity.
1: We like we like discovered electricity. You know. Um
0: Thomas Edison? Let's go.
1: I think, you know, there's, for me personally, the more I use it now, I feel like there's so many reasons, but in the reality of it, in its rudimentary form, elementary, like as, as basic as it gets, the reason we're using it is we're looking to see what players in fantasy football are actually making a difference in allowing you to win games in your fantasy team, right? And that's why the reality is... When you get into fantasy football there may be especially dynasty and further into it you know you get into c2c formats you're you may have some other reasons right you you may just love the game of football you may really love the idea of it but at the end of the day a part of you is trying to win and win money and if that part of you is existing and it's a heavy part i want to know about wins over replacement because i want to win
0: it is one more of those edges that you can apply right to, to get over your league mates. Now, as hundred smarter, you know, we talked about on this show already, as uh, the general dynasty player, as the general C2C player, redraft player, as they get smarter and more educated, becomes tougher, right? Long gone are the days. I, I think back to some of my first leagues, and I don't know if you share this or not, but I think back to some of the good ones. It was It was really just all about, like, who had that gut feel on a player. It was all about, like, I just know this guy's going to be good. I just know it. Like, I watched him in college. I know this guy is going to be a stud in the NFL. And sometimes you're right. Most times you were probably wrong. <laughs> now some people got a real hot streak, or they had an eye for talent, and you got it. Eventually, though, we we really shifted to this. CampusCant.com is a perfect place to to look at it. We have all these tools available. We have all this data. We have all these analytics to show whether a player is likely to break out, whether a player is likely to have success or not. And as more and more people gravitate towards that kind of thinking, long gone are the days of, why do you like this guy? I just do. <laughs> he looks good on film. <laughs> I liked him watching him on Saturdays. <laughs> I like what I saw last week when he played the Bills. Now, that's still part of the process, but it's not the major part anymore. So if everybody's kind of gradu- gravitating towards this advanced analytic data, why not look at their actual production from a fantasy standpoint? on a week-to-week be to basis. We play a game that is week-to-week. I mean, not a lot of people play in a best ball league that is only scored on final number of points at the end of the year, right? All of our best ball leagues that we play, Adam, what are they? They're head-to-head and against the median, which I also prefer. So shout out to any uh, median proponents out there. Uh, straight up, uh, we've got a few of those, Adam, and, and I looked at the records and I'm like, why am I only 3-0? Or why am I only 4-0? Like, shouldn't I be 8-0? What the hell is going on here? Oh, that's right. These were the early best balls where I didn't put the media and it's too late to put it now. Otherwise, people would have a conniption.
1: <laughs> it feels like sometimes you just feel even um, all the time in all the other leagues. It's like we're only we're only four weeks in. <laughs> right, we should be like ten and zero by now, right? So, wins over
0: replacement players a good way to judge on a week to week basis how valuable a team is to the final end goal, winning winning how many wins would this player provide you versus a replacement player and a replacement player just being the average being that guy that you could possibly find on waivers now in dynasty leagues that's a little bit different because depending on your bench size there's not a lot of dudes on dynasty and for those of you who play in deep dynasty leagues you know the struggle we're doing this on a tuesday night adam I get all excited to do waivers on you know tuesday night for the uh the wednesday morning run and you go to some of these deep dynasty leagues and you're like like i should really cut this bottom four player off my roster but uh the options out there aren't much better (laughs) the options are pretty gross (laughs) i'm not gonna find one of those dudes so we're looking at it on a week-to-week basis just how valuable a player is and probably the easiest way for me to describe it is we just talked about it on 40 chess now a little bit more in depth, but to give you the basics, if a guy you're just looking at scores 15 fantasy points per game, right? You're like, man, that's not too bad. You know, 15 fan. He might be, let's say he's RB 15. At fit, that's probably a little low, but you get the picture. 15 fantasy points per game, RB 12 to 15, somewhere in that range. You look at it from a points per game standpoint. You go, man, every week I'm getting 15 points. Warp is a way to look at it where how valuable were those quote-unquote 15 points. One week did he score 20 points? And if he scored 20 points, how did everybody else do at that position, in that league, in that format, during that week? If there was 15 other running backs that scored 15 fantasy points that week, his 20 points don't really matter, right? There was 15 other options in your league that scored just as much. And if you were playing head-to-head, you got a net zero gain now if that player ended up scoring 20 fantasy points and maybe there was only two other running backs that hit that maybe the rest of the running backs were in the 10 point range now it would have taken somebody two players to equal your one player and that meant so much more to your win total or your warp total so It's just a a basic way of breaking down players now the great thing about the warp tool and what we got going over at south Harmon is it's customized and tailored to your leagues because we play in so many individualized leagues and if anybody plays with a mike league myself or you play in a league that adam set up you know that scoring is wild (laughs) it is all over the place prime example the idp league that i absolutely love probably my favorite league that i've ever designed we had Khalil Max score 124 fantasy points this week. <laughs> now on the surface you go, Mike, you must have killed it. And I did, I played Adam. Adam's a tanking team though. So it was like, you know, beating up on your little brother. It's not really, <laughs> like I'm expected to win, okay? Yeah, it he
1: says bad. that every time he plays me, but this time I was tanking.
0: Uh, no, we faced off in a few leagues this week and uh, you got the better of me mo- more times than not. It just so happens that's the only one. I
1: no, I mean, I mean, treating me like a little <laughs> brother, but that's a different. Tweet.
0: It's weird to treat you like a little brother because the only difference between us is I'm wider and you're taller.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike. Uh, you know, I'll, t- I'll say this: you get me to the ground, buddy. I don't. I don't think I like my chances very much.
0: I got to get on the inside first the long ass arms of yours. It's gonna be tough. But,
1: but but to the point. I mean, you you killed that league and go ahead.
0: The, the wins over replacements will show that, yeah, it was a massive, but how much did Khalil Mack score relative to other defensive ends or linebackers in the league just from an IDP standpoint? And if there was four or five other guys who were approaching 100 points, his warp advantage actually wasn't that great. Like it wasn't right. like super. Now the good thing about warp and tailored to your individual leagues is not only is it looking at Khalil Mack in the linebacker slash defensive end position, it's also looking at the DBs it's looking at the quarterbacks, the running backs. It's looking at every single position and actually how much did Khalil Mack contribute to the amount of fantasy success I would have had for that week. Now, yep. when you look at warp for that over the entire season, how much did that player contribute every single week? And you can look at it as a total. You can look at it as thing uh, a thing called a warp, which a warp is very beneficial. So just to let people know, that's adjusted warp. And it's adjusted for actual start percentage, so that's uh When you hear A warp, think lineup leagues, right? Like if if a player goes off this week, but nobody started him, uh, th- think two weeks ago. Think uh, Donald Parham at the tight end position. Donald Parham was awesome. His <clears throat> warp number for that week is going to look very good. Total warp. Yep. His A warp in a lineup league doesn't look that good because most people didn't start Donald Parham. <laughs> Donald think. Parham was riding your bench, or he was sitting on your waiver wire.
1: Yeah, I think think the warp that you actualized you know you actually got it right cuz great this guy is unbelievable in warp but the majority of people in fantasy didn't start him for three weeks who gives a shit unless you're in best ball right correct
0: correct correct so the the warp tool not only does it individualize it to your to your league to your league settings how many starters what starters those are but it also goes off your scoring settings because some of our leagues are really juiced to in the IDP 101 league. It's really juiced to defensive end linebackers, defensive players, right? Devon Witherspoon had a massive game on Monday night. It was absolutely ridiculous to see some sure of our leagues. If we just talk about traditional dynasty leagues without IDP, some of those leagues that we set up are ridiculously juiced to the quarterback position. Maybe you got points per completion and, uh, you know, negative points for incompletion. So, obviously those uh, those passers like patrick mahomes josh allen those guys with high completion percentage the elite of the elite those are the ones that really separate themselves from the zach wilson's the brock Purdies of the world the the mac joneses you know the guys more prone to having bad games or, or not as talented it is very it's very league specific where we can talk in generalities all the time and people ask us for advice but we always say no matter if it's a trade show no matter if we're doing lineup decisions i want as much context as as possible you know almost to the point where it's nauseum, where you read it and you go 12 teams super flex tight end premium of 0.5 start nine lineup league deep benches yada 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 contender give me all the context that you can possibly get i can give you the best answer humanly possible the warp tool that we have takes all of that into consideration it gives you all the context and it even gives you in a nice pretty color graft. for for me to help an idiot like me that is extremely important so basics of warp that is the rundown of it now adam now that we have established that how do you you know this is our first season really diving into warp and using it as a tool how are you using it and applying it especially with if, if you wanna say only four weeks of data, but at least in the four, first four weeks that we have, how are you applying it or looking at some of your leagues and going, that's kinda of interesting. I didn't understand that for this specific league, maybe this guy is a, a little more valuable than I would've right. uh, would have guessed beforehand.
1: Yeah, I think there's, a the great part is there's numerous ways to use it. Um, one thing I think that's important to establish is same with this goes for honestly almost everything you should not base it entirely on warp. There's almost nothing out there that's a single point of reference that you should be doing every single thing on in your leagues, right? Because there's going to be ways that certain data points or certain, you know, looking at film, whatever your main reason is there's going to be ears for that. Now ways I like to use it typically, honestly, a lot of that depends on the market and I look for a combination of things. So what's happening in the market relative to warp and where are going to be some edges I can pick up. So like, for example, four weeks in this year, I'll give you just some, some things I've been looking at for this year's. And I think another point on this I'll make before I give you that is this could change year to year, right? Um, one nice thing about warp is it's this thing updates live time, right? We have Sunday's games. Coop is on it, man. We have these out. This is out for you Tuesday. So like, there's a lot of things that change weekly. So a lot of times my my strategies may change with it. But what I've seen right now, what I've been looking for, receivers that are so we have currently right now in in fantasy football, the old receivers that people were writing off are, are really playing well, right? And I think in Dynasty, there's a lot of people that feel like, ah oh, man, I missed the boat there. Now you're talking there, the obvious ones, right? The Tyreek Hill stefan diggs even Devontae Adams, even if you want to say mike evans and keenan allen but those guys are going to be priced still very high relative to, uh, to trading what i'm looking for is maybe a little grosser a little less cost wise but i'm still able to get a warp difference maker so like you know i've been high on for at least a couple weeks now jacoby myers he's you know age is his age is up there enough that he's undrafted so there's not a lot of security feeling with this player he's not really a sexy guy top 12 player at wide receiver based on warp and i can still get him for less than a first round pick a lot of times now you mean the, the days of getting him for a single second may be gone right but second and two thirds you might even be able to go second not a player you don't care about like there's ways to acquire. So when I'm looking to buy, I typically right now in the year and looking for stuff like that, a name that's not the most appealing, but warps telling me, this guy could mean something to me. Um, the second thing I like to do, Mike, frankly, right now is also look at the market and who is swinging wildly high. And I'm looking at warp and say, why? And I just, as much as I look to buy people, I look to sell people using warp data
0: i like that that's a pretty simple breakdown and let me just establish some stuff with with warp and and how it works it'll spit out a number right how many wins they were so we got we got four weeks and if i just look at an a warp graph right just total a warp uh guys let you mention right keenan allen number two receiver just generically in warp now this will be leaks league specific if you look at an individual league on a warp tool if your receivers have more points for catches or you know maybe touchdowns juice or longer plays like some of these numbers and positions will change because it is formatted for your specific league but just in general if i look at a standard 12 team start 10 25 bench spots ppr lineup league keenan Allen number two wide receiver in warp the warp number it gives you is Keenan Allen is responsible if you had started which another thing to keep in mind about warp warp is only captured if that person is in your lineup in a lineup league now if you're in a best ball league, you don't have to worry about it as long as they're on your roster you're capturing all the warp
1: yeah unless you're starting like only eight players or something right. maybe right
0: so Keenan
1: Allen is responsible for
0: 0.765 wins total on the season Keenan Allen is almost, having Keenan Allen on your team is almost worth having a full win through four weeks, which is a really good pace to have. <laughs> if you were to extrapolate that out, times it by another four to get 16 weeks, Keenan Allen himself, if he kept up this pace, would be worth, you know, almost four wins three and a half, give or take. You know, I'm not a math expert. Nobody uh, nobody asked me for my math advice. They asked me for dynasty advice. So, But that is actually massive if you think about, you know, a 14-week season where you go, damn, he would re- be responsible for almost a quarter of my wins. That's pretty good. It's pretty good for Keenan Allen. Adam, to talk about dynasty value, where you're putting it in, when we look at it. Has Keenan Allen moved up since the beginning of the year? Yeah, people go, you know what? I don't really care he's old. I don't really care he's, you know, 31 and a half years old at this point. Keenan Allen is producing for my fantasy team. He's producing at a ridiculous clip. He'd moved up 40 spots on Keep Trade Cut. Not that that's the Bible or the end-all be-all of Dynasty Value, but I just like to keep a pulse of what the quote-unquote community is valuing people and how they rank them. But he still only comes in at wide receiver 25. If you were on a contender and you look at it and you go, I got to pay right around like wide receiver 25 dynasty prices, whatever that may be, for a guy potentially who's got top three upside in wins over replacement, points per game, however you want to look at it. Those are the kind of things where you look at it and go, Keenan Allen might be a worthy buy on my contender. Now, if you're on a rebuilder, you go, I'm avoiding Keenan Allen at all costs, and hopefully I can sell somebody on the dream of Keenan Allen helping their team, and can I get a first out of them? (laughs) Can I just move on? Uh, Please don't mess up my tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever it may be. (laughs) Please don't screw this up for me. Like, let me get Keenan Allen off my squad. But on a contender, that's one of the things to look at it. How about another way I like to look at it? Not only for those old crusty buys, but you kind of touched on this. Another guy who ranks very high in warp, Nico Collins, wide receiver six, point five nine three, wins.
1: Funny, I was season. just gonna talk about him, so I love this.
0: <laughs> Nico Collins, you go and you look at his dynasty rank, right ahead of Keenan Allen, wide receiver twenty-four. Now on a contender or a rebuilder, Keenan Allen does have the youth. Maybe you look at Keenan Allen and go, if I've got to pay wide receiver two prices, back-end wide receiver two prices, not even top-end wide receiver two prices for Keenan Allen, is he worthy of me sending what could potentially be the 110, the 111, the 112 for Nico Collins? I would say yes on the historic clip that he's producing because if Keenan Allen or if uh, Nico Collins comes out and does it again next week or if he does it again in two weeks or he does it again in three weeks and keeps us up with C.J. Stroud, That's one of the guys where I go, his dynasty value does not match his actual production, and those are the ones I'm trying to get. Conversely, the negatives. (laughs) The guys who are ranked very lowly in warp yet have extremely high dynasty value. This one's going to hurt to say because I've been a big, big proponent all offseason, but if we're just looking at the wide receiver position, it's starting to slip. T. Hickens. Oof. Now, Keep Trade Cut has him as wide receiver 18. I would be one who would be, you know, John Snowing this, pulling out my sword, fighting the horde off, and being like, wide receiver 18 is disrespectful. What are you people doing? But Adam, when you go and you look at his warp, what he's given you so far this year, 0. 0.251 wins, wide receiver 39.
1: Well, and I, okay, I'm glad uh, we're talking about this one because this is a great way to talk about the tool as well. And also, I think, talk about your dynasty teams, even if you're not interested in the warp tool, because like what just just for everyone listening, why would you be defending with like Jon Snow for T Higgins? Like what would currently make you do that?
0: This is where I take warp and all the tools that I have, all the data I have. And then I also put my own common sense and what I see on the field. And that would be a guy where I'd go. Conversely, maybe I should look at selling them at him if the time is right. But also on some of my teams, I might actually look at it and buy him because I project that number to get a lot better when he comes back fully healthy if Joe Burrow, conversely, also gets fully healthy and this offense actually starts firing because... For talking about warp joe burrow is probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league right now <laughs> as far as warp goes in the lineup league he's he's actually negative warp meaning you could find some dude off of the uh the waiver wire more than likely who's going to give you similar games if not better games than, than joe burrow depending on how deep your, your your dynasty league is and we're looking at a a roster 25 so it's realistic that maybe a a Zach Wilson, a Mitch Trubisky, like those kind of spot start, and Aiden O'Connell, like those kind of spot start guys might actually be floating out there, which Warp is telling you those would be more beneficial to your team in your lineup than starting a Joe Burrow. But if I think that number is going to flip and Joe Burrow is going to go back towards the elite territory, elevate his wide receivers, and when T Higgins is fully healthy, I think that wide receiver 38 number will actually climb. Now, I can also tell you that it's probably going to get darker before it gets sunnier <laughs> that it's going to get worse before it gets better so maybe you got to use a little dynasty strategy in it and, and maybe not buy this week maybe by next week or the week after if you still miss in time and you still haven't really seen anything from this offense but that's kind of where you got to put your own projections and your own thoughts in but you can use it either single way right where where if there's somebody who's still going to value a T. higgins as a top 12 dynasty wide receiver asset, like myself, maybe you see if you can take advantage of them get the edge where you go at worst, I'm taking 80 cents, 90 cents on the dollar. Like it had very worst. but I also, I also minimize risk, right? My risk is, is goes to zero. If I cash out for draft capital, you could also do it the other way. Like a day trader where you go, all right, I'm buying at the low and i'm pretty sure this is gonna go up again at some point just the way the dynasty market works t higgins comes back in week nine joe burrow and that offense is firing on all cylinders and t higgins has 100 yards and two touchdowns all of a sudden he goes from maybe dynasty wide receiver 25 26 on keep trade cut to back to being like dynasty wide receiver 12. We're going, mm-hmm. ah, how'd you ever doubt t higgins so that's one way to use warp on both ends of the spectrum for a guy like t higgins
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, for me, this is where warp and T is interesting and where, you know, I talk about the psychology aspect a lot now. And I I think in general, there's so many different ways to look at the market and look at actual numbers. Like one of the things I love, the warp tool gives you actual data points that you can't, are they're inarguable, right? The more data points I have, to then try to make moves is really only going to benefit me unless you're unless you're going to completely overthink things and do things in a reactionary window that's too small. So, like with T. Higgins, right? <clears throat> to your point, you just made a lot of very good points on both sides. I think realistically, right now, if markets still existed, and, and to your what I was getting at before, and and I would be I would be guilty of this too. You'd be like man but nah t higgins he's just always been someone i believe in he's always been lower than i think he should be valued and he's he's dropping so it's just natural to say i'm going to defend that like that's what i'm going to lean into what i believe well the one difference about that this year is when i've been fighting for t higgins i almost want you to think he's low because he's scoring me points and you have him valued low in dynasty the problem right now potentially not this isn't, isn't guaranteed but potentially is this Bengals offense hasn't looked at all itself burrow may not be healthy all year and i think there's a little bit of a a glitch still in the system for dynasty that you can capture right now where if you forego a little bit of this what's going to happen next year in two years and you lean into the right people for this year to win especially with warp you can keep doing that year in and year out. And the reality for T Higgins is he'll be 25 next year. And if he's coming off of a down year, I don't, you might be able to, based on his market, capture someone more meaningful for your team and not really lose that much dynasty value. Now, to your point, if you're in a league where everybody's hating and he's criminally lowly valued, there's a buying opportunity there. But I think typically, um, if I could get out anywhere near top 12, 15 receivers, like, you know, that probably was more the off-season price. I'd probably make the pivot if I could find different ways to put, like you put uh, out there, warp into my lineup that doesn't cost all of T Higgins.
0: I like that. The other thing I really like using my warp and uh, specifically the graph portion of it, if, you, if you're to look at a warp table, is, is to identify flat tiers and massive discrepancies in value versus what they're actually producing for your team, right? And this is one of the things about Dynasty you can also use this for redraft too but just think about it from a dynasty perspective. Adam one guy that I absolutely love in dynasty and I've been defending quite a bit is uh, Chris Olave, right? I really love Chris Olave and I love his long-term outlook. And it's not that he's been bad, right? We think about where Chris Olave is and you think about how many uh uh posts get put on X at this point. About Chris Olave and go, but he he's ready, he's primed, it's coming. Like y'all just wait. He comes in at wide receiver eighteen on Warp, which isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but he comes in at point three five three wins over replacement player right now, wide receiver eighteen. and if I just go down to like, if I put the cutoff at a tenth of a win, right, one tenth of a win, point two five wins, right, not too much of a difference. But how much it flattens out, there's twenty-one wide receivers between Chris Olave and the guy who would be at a tenth of a win. Like you talk about a flat tier where you look at that and you can go, I could have a Chris Olave, or maybe I could have a, you talked about him earlier, Jacoby Myers, who's only a thousandth. You know, a thousandth off of Chris Olave. You could have a guy like Cortland Sutton who's gross as shit, right? and we're talking about guys whose dynasty value is vastly vastly different to it and we just did a show about down this is one of the perfect ways to identify potential down tier targets in season now you got to do your own research and you got to have your own talked about at the beginning of the show the old gut feeling on a player and whether they can keep it up and you also have to do a little bit of projecting to it but this is one way where you can mitigate risk because i'm telling you right now if you go out in most of your dynasty leagues and you try to trade Chris Olave for a Jacoby Myers or a Cortland Sutton, and you're probably getting a first on top, if not more, depending on your league format and how people value receivers. Because everybody looks at Chris Olave and they go, "Man, he's very sexy. He's young. You know, I really like what I see. You know, I'm projecting for big things in the future." People look at Jacoby Myers or Cortland Sutton, and they go, <laughs> "You know, their time's kind of passed. You know what I mean? They're on the downward slope." They're on the way down. So warp is telling you that there's not a big difference between the two, but dynasty value when you put the whole thing together tells you there's a massive difference between the two. And it's not just a Cortland Sutton or Jacoby Myers. Also guys in that range, you know, just to give you an idea of how flat of a tier it is, you you get ranges from Gabe Davis, uh, Tyler Lockett, George Pickens. other big time names. Uh, we, we just talked about T. Higgins and how bad he is, but Jamar Chase is in this range. He's he's wide receiver thirty one at point three oh five wins wins over replacement player, having a bad year. Again, another one. If you want to talk about massive differences in dynasty value, Jamar Chase should be at the top of your list of going. If I don't think the Bengals' offense is going to get better, if I don't think that. Uh, you know anytime soon this is just gonna really turn around and jamar chase will go go to be back to jamar chase maybe i look at it and go i could trade a jamar chase and maybe i could get a tyler lockett gabe davis Cortland Sutton. hell i might get all of them and just have a bunch of wide receiver three types if you're able to start them it's kind of the weird thing with warp but the graph also tells you these flat tiers and i know it's only been four weeks but now that it's been four weeks and it's not just two weeks of data it's not just three weeks of data we have four weeks of data to actually kind of identify things starting to flatten out and the other thing to keep in mind injuries are starting to mount bye weeks are finally starting here in week five which y- you can't get warp <laughs> if you're on a bye week <laughs> don't it don't work like that you're not getting any wins over a replacement player if you're actually the below replacement player because you're not playing at all so Another way I like to look at warp, just put the summary on it, is I also like to look for these flat tiers and you know, as much as I love Chris Olave, that should be one that you take a hard look at and see, maybe exploring in some of your dynasty leagues if it's a possibility you could move off of him for for a pretty comparable player plus a pretty sizable plus in draft compensation that you could use for something else.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's one of the biggest points with warp. If you do get the chart, uh if you do look at a chart and you you do get the warp tool the chart's one of the best ways for me to kind of figure out how I want to maneuver. And the flat tiers is one of the biggest ways to fish out value and say, okay, which one of these players in this flat tier can I actually trade out of? Like certain one of them, you they may not have much of a market for you to trade, but if you have really high dynasty market in a flat tier, that's typically before I touch my liquidity, that's going to be one of the things I look at addressing first. I'd rather pivot off of some of those assets and get a haul or get, you know, some type of real return back than actually send away my future
0: i love it and the last thing we'll talk about before we get out of here just quickly and this is what is so important about the the warp tool and being able to customize it to your individual league and 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 put all the settings into place because you know What's become so popular is maybe you start two tight end leagues or a half point PPR or 0.75. You know, we we saw a trade the other day where it was like uh, tight ends got 2.7. I, it was on the Start Sit Show this uh, this uh, Sunday. It was like 2.75 points per tight end reception, which is absolutely ludicrous. So if you just look at it in a regular no tight end premium league, you go, ah, oh, tight ends aren't that, very, aren't that valuable. But you right. look at it in that league, all of a sudden tight ends are on par maybe with... Probably not like a Justin Jefferson or a Christian McCaffrey type, but you look at it and they go, Damn, <laughs> like they're much more valuable than an Eagle Collins. <laughs> like they're much more valuable than this type of player. That league I was talking about, if you look on the graph, the other last thing I like to use war for is league specific and knowing positional values amongst everything. Like right? it really tells me what positions I need to be investing capital into what positions I really need to be focused on, what positions I can kind of lay low and just try to get by with some replacement level type or those gems, you know, those, those dart throws that you absolutely hit on. So if I'm looking at that 12 by 10 by 25 uh, PPR lineup league that I was talking about earlier, yep. Adam, like TJ Hawkinson has been playing ridiculous. And you, yeah, go, yes. man, he has been such an advantage at the tight end position. You look on the warp table though, Adam, he comes in at 28th. <laughs> like 28th he don't even crack the top 25 players in the entire league as far as wins above replacement player like he is not that meaningful to your team now relative to some of the other tight ends he's a positional advantage but if you look at it as a whole as an entirety
1: like like as a flex position essentially right Yep,
0: you would never start him in a flex position it would be
1: you you to your point that simply it's Warps telling you you are not capturing what you think you would be if you put TJ Hawkinson. In it as a flex spot, correct?
0: And I think a lot of people look at it, you know, when roster construction or trying to set a lineup every single week, and they look at it and they go, "Damn, I really need a tight end. Like my tight end position isn't is is in disarray. Like I could really use one of these. Should I trade, you know, two first round picks and go get a TJ Hawkinson type because he's producing right. so well? Warp will look at it and tell you. Well, you're just as well off of trading two first-round picks for a C.D. Lamb, or trading two first-round picks for a Kenneth Walker, right? Who comes in at number number twelve in total warp, <laughs> like a warp. That's insane to think, right? Because nobody's really out there valuing like Kenneth Walker to that elite level. Because why? Well, he's a running back. It's gross. It's crusty, and he could get hurt. And they still have home. Charbonnet right they got zach charbon you look at the difference in tj hawkinson you think it's a massive advantage warp will actually be that best friend that you need be that guy to tell you no <laughs> no <laughs> reevaluate your decisions and then if you combine everything that we talked about dynasty value adam like where they rank overall flat right. tiers you can look at some of these a warp graphs and look how flat the tight end position is or look at the difference between a tj hawkinson who i give you the numbers at 0.407 warp. Considering some of these other players we've talked about, seems pretty good. But then you go down to like a really crusty guy. Uh, how about, how about Travis, Travis Kelsey, 0.261, right? And he's only played a handful of games. Yep. <laughs> he's only played a handful of games and is still working on on firing on all cylinders. Comparatively, the tight end position being the worst or the bottom graph on a warp chart would tell you that tight end should probably be your least amount of focus. It probably should be the last one you want.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, as far as warp goes, Mike, that's a perfect one to talk about because I think it's such a hard position to evaluate, right? It's so top-heavy, and it's so it gets so shallow. So in leagues, especially lineup leagues that are shallow, where you look and you're basically, you know, the old locked-in one-for-one. You want to have all your positions be studs there's really only, I mean, I don't care if you play even in an eight-team league, there's only two to four people that matter. So you're going to have half the league looking for this elite tight end. And I mean, gosh, Mike, I'll tell you one thing that Warp shown me. All these years, you know, i spent looking and trying to figure out how I'm going to buy one. Well, you, you don't have to have one. Um, if you have one, great. And if you don't, that's fine. Just stack up the rest of it. Don't spend all these hours and, you know, Trying to low ball or find a way to get another tight end that's not actually going to help you win, you know, wins over a replacement player. If you're not buying into the top two to four guys um, that are actually actualizing points this season, um, you know, so not Kyle Pitts, uh, namely, just just leave that position alone, pretty much, is a a great way to look at it. Unless you're in best ball and then you want to have Four dart throws, maybe, you know?
0: it yeah, just get a handful of those guys.
1: Take a handful of guys no one else cares about.
0: It's one of those weird things, too. If I go and I look at the true warp graph, remind you, this is more of a an overall outlook or more, even if you're looking at a lineup league, it's something that you're looking at for more of a best ball perspective. Adam, like, you're more beneficial this year, literally rostering and starting in a lineup league every single week, even though he hasn't been fantasy relevant outside of one single week this year. Farrell Brown. You know the third string tight end of the Patriots, and then you are starting every single week rolling out a uh, a Greg Dolchich, a Kate Otten. bad. Uh, <laughs> so some of these names: Kyle Granson, right? Tyler Higby, one that you and I, I think, absolutely loved. <laughs> right? Tyler Higby, he's a negative warp on true warp,
1: like meaning crazy, man. That's crazy.
0: He is less valuable at the tight end position than just finding some dude off the waivers. And at the tight end position, that literally could mean somebody like Farrell Brown. It right. Literally could mean that guy where you're like, I just got a feeling <laughs> he's a tight end. He's active this week. We're putting." I him can in.
1: feel it. <laughs> well, I don't um, know, Brown was definitely coming. Best of luck for tonight. you if you can feel it. You know.
0: Right, Janu Smith on True Warp tight end eight. What a world we live in what an absolute world we live in but these are just some of the basics of warp and like how you can how you can kind of expose it if you want more information on warp adam you and i have done so much you did an incredible series with scott connor one of the greatest dynasty minds in the entire space uh 24 25 parts
1: yeah 25 episodes man crazy one
0: hey uh, at least you guys picked a nice number right like the
1: yeah it felt i i think we were gonna stop at 23 and we're like yeah i think 25 just feels like the right one um, you know that was when you're when we're trying to find stuff to do and on in the, in the off season where now it's like oh man we get all the dopamine every all we can you got Thursday you got all day Sunday and you got Monday so trying to do a 25 part series right now sounds insane to me with all the games we're doing and content we're doing <laughs>
0: yeah no chance <laughs> no chance but well, you got that incredible mind warp series uh we've done plenty of stuff with the uh, the warp god the mastermind Koopa Troopa himself. Uh, we've done a couple of live streams, the d Chess episode on uh, Friday that'll be dropping too. If you guys want to check that out, we'll also have uh, some more in depth warp uh, warp talk. But uh, to the new audience, right, the the campus Canton audience, you guys have been so receptive, so friendly. Everybody over at C2C is so awesome. Uh, I can't can't wait to uh, to do some things in the future, right? I got a few things uh, cooking with a few of these guys over here. Right? Yeah, man, a little, absolutely. Collaboration. Can't wait to do more really appreciate everybody tapping in but we wanted to get this uh the basics of warp that way when we start diving into some more in-depth strategy for dynasty and we, and we bring it up it doesn't sound like uh <laughs> we just blindsided you warp what the heck is that <laughs> right? but adam and i spend so much time talking about warp and everything that we do uh whether it's breaking down a dynasty trade or whether it's just talking strategy so wanted to make sure we got that one out there uh i'm pretty sure that's all i got buddy anything you got for the audience before uh we close her down for the night
1: no i think uh i think that's a good introductory you know talking about warp a little bit of the ways it can help you kind of uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it to a degree because it has become a, a big part of our process i'll say this the last thing is this is also i, I said it again I, I said it already but i will want to repeat it this and any any specific thing really shouldn't be the only way you approach the game right the longer before even doing content I was finding all the time man this is this is something I should be working into my process and how I'm approaching my leagues and the longer I play it's amazing especially with all the new tools and ways that we're developing I mean There's so many things that you can put into your process. I think you just got to be careful of which ones you're putting in, which ones are actually a part of your process, and then not to overdo it, right? Because it's the new thing on the block.
0: I think that's probably the biggest takeaway for for both of us, right? And just how we've always approached Dynasty is is taking a lot of different avenues and a lot of different things that we like and forming our own process. But they all have shades. We all have... uh, we all have some something that we can point back to and be like, yeah, I got this from this guy or I got this from this person over there talking about it or, you know, this has always kind of worked for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that into my process, but being open to adding new things and molding this piece of clay into whatever really works best for you. So whatever we talk about, hopefully we can be a part of that and you know at the end of the day you go man mike and adam really helped me with this uh with this dynasty process and just kind of how i thought it but you know i also took so and so content creator i took so and so uh analysis or something that i saw on twitter and, and put that together and morphed it warp is another tool in that arsenal for you to uh to combine and make the uh, the best form process that you possibly can so appreciate everybody tapping in reminder promo code south Harmon if you want 10 percent off over at campus to cam.com check out all those incredible tools that they have big thank you to the c2c family and we will be back here same time same place for episode seven of canton bound love y'all out of here peace
1: peace